0: Give us any chance, we'll take it. will break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true.
1: Welcome to Night After Night, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lucifer Fernandez, and...
2: I am Christopher Jai-Wardna.
1: And We're here with Dating Slump. We're still in season one. Still trucking along. This was directed by Alan Myerson, And it was written by Arthur Silver. Now, Myerson, as we discussed before had a really interesting directing career uh christopher does a little bit more research on that subject and i think he's ready to share that
2: yeah so in looking at myerson i mean it was cool he he, this is one of those guys that essentially you could call almost like sitcom royalty in terms of the amount of stuff he did i mean this this guy just did so much tv directing he was able to do an episode of miami vice he did an episode of jag Mm -hmm. in 99 um ali mcbeal um Mm -hmm. I'm still scrolling through this. I mean, it's a, I've really just kind of taken in, you know, in awe of the fact that this guy was, has had such a, or to say had, yeah, it claims he's still alive. 19, born in 1940, does not have a death date. So, so Hey, if you're out there listening, Mr. Myerson, good job, good show. Um, my God even has an upcoming project reported on IMDb, but you can't always trust those. Um, but yeah, it's, um, It's been fantastic to see just how much, you know, the scope of which that he did. Um, And yes, so if you're wondering, will we be hearing this name again? uh, I say yes, you will be hearing it at least, at least nine more times through this show.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, There is an entire season, season three, who was directed by a single person, uh, except for like three episodes, which is, uh, it was usual, usual in sitcoms, especially sitcoms from the 70s. Uh, but generally that's not something that tended to happen a lot because it's blah, 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 backstage drama, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to go there again.
0: Anyway.
1: <laughs> okay, this is what the episode is about. After Laverne bumps into Carmine at the Pizza Bowl, she learns that he met a girl in New York while boxing for the Golden Gloves Championship, and he tells her that he is in love with her. Shirley is brokenhearted and furious, especially when Rhonda convinces Carmine to give up boxing to teach dance, something Shirley's been trying to convince him to do for ages now. Shirley soon descends into such activities as taking apart the phone and staying home from work. To try and pull her, out of her du- pull her out of her slump, Laverne places an ad in the paper selling a car the girls don't own. But when that doesn't work, out of desperation they head out on a double date to a pool hall that leads to a brawl, will Shirley ever get over Carmine? So what do you think of this episode?
2: This was fun. This, this was fun. It's, it's a little frustrating at parts just because it's definitely a very absurdist episode where it has to go with, uh, with Shirley's depression after the breakup. But, but that being said, I mean, I've, I've done some weird stuff after breakup, So yeah, I've been there, Cheryl. I know what that feeling. Um, I also, I mean, when we get to the scoring, um, just to kind of a forewarning, yes, I'm going to take a whole point off just for Carmine being a jerk. And th- <laughs> this is, look, look I'm not going to say I'm perfect. But this is, yeah. you just you just don't do that. You, you don't.
1: don't do any of this.
2: You don't do any of this. Carmine, you're, you know what? Actually, no, he is young and stupid enough. He probably doesn't know any better, but he should have.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should. Wait till we get to season two. Wait till we get to season four. You're going to be talking a lot of points.
0: Oh, because God. he does oh. some
1: doozies. Oh, she does God. some doozies back, but her doozies only seem to be in reactions to his doozies, so to speak, so... I'm not going to say she's completely innocent, and I'm not going to say he's definitely not completely innocent, but as we get deeper in the show, yeah, the the Shirley-Carmine relationship mess, we've been discussing it from pod pod to pod to pod to pod whenever it comes up. And here it kind of exemplifies why they're good for one another in the aspect that they're very good at bringing out their more, uh, I guess I I guess they're uh, they're more aggressive ambitions. Hmm. Like he's very supportive of Shirley when she starts getting like into stuff at work, like winding and like we saw last episode with the bird. He's very when she Mm -hmm. needs him, he's there. Mm -hmm. He's supportive, Mm -hmm. but when she doesn't need him, he's off gallivanting with other girls, and that's what makes Carmine annoying. Mm -hmm. And it's like. And then yeah. Laverne's stuck there trying to pick up her pieces. Exactly. And
2: yeah. she's trying yeah.
1: her best to do anything she could think of while probably trying to avoid shot-putting Carmine right in the dick.
2: Yeah. She's got amazing yeah, I'm a, strength. I'm, s- I, I'm so amazed that there's no like real comeuppance for Carmine in this episode. And I I, I understand yeah. partly why, because it's not it's not a vengeance episode, um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's also a little... Uh, it just it felt deli- I, I guess I just I wanted to see something ha- like I wanted karma to bite this guy in the butt like so bad. Yeah. Like even just for yeah. like for the joke to even be literal enough that a dog named karma bites him on the butt.
1: <laughs> I would have taken that too. I would have taken that too because, um, you know, he uh goes on to continuously like date women for money even. Repeatedly oh, no. dates women for money. Leave Leave that for Sam
2: Axe, man. That's a Sam Axe trait. Don't Don't be yes, doing that.
1: Sam Axe and He's Sam Axe singing. And he doesn't have the Campbell charm to kind of balance out him. Sam Axe to get up. He, he doesn't and even. Sam he barely Axe... even
2: has a chin.
1: He barely has a chin. <laughs> I would like to apologize to Eddie Beck. No I'm kidding. <laughs> it's true though. It's true, though. <laughs> Local boy, wow. Eddie Mecca, shout out to him. He <laughs> tries. He tries. He spins like a whirling dervish in this episode, but God, it's hard to sympathize with Carmine like 90% of the time. And when the mm-hmm. show asks you finally to sympathize with him as we get deeper into it, you can do it. You can sympathize with his dreams, but a lot of the stuff he does to Shirley just makes you want to strangle him. And it's just like... Mm-hmm. I,
2: I'm just not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Look, listen, at, at this point my, my sympathies for Carmine most of the time are going to be missing in action. And yes, that is a reference yeah. to the fact that Arthur silver wrote missing in action at the beginning. Yeah.
1: He did. I, was, I did not even find that. I was, cool. I was,
2: I was, I looked that up a little earlier and I've been holding it in my back pocket for the last like five minutes. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a, but that being said, um, Carmine stuff aside, there's a lot of love, a lot to love about this episode. I think the Shirley absurdism is, is cute, sympathetic and, and, and wild. And I love Laverne's delivery. You took the phone apart. It's, it's adorable (laughs) and it's funny and I love it. Um, and the, uh, the, the actual um the date they go on um which yeah. i don't want to jump too far ahead because there's an actor yeah. we need to point out about that yeah um yeah. but uh uh but there's there's just so much like there's really good physical gags that this is definitely another one where the timing is like everything yeah. um yes. it's yes. it's so good
1: my favorite part about that entire thing where she's taking everything apart and total depression was luverne just Finding out that she took the bathroom sink apart and going, just immediately going, put it back together, put it back together.
2: <laughs> I love that. And, There's and I...
1: no way any other person in the universe wouldn't have the exact same reaction. Just like,
0: mm-hmm. if you've ever had mm-hmm. to live
1: without a sink for even a day, <laughs> yeah, 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 you will want, share that sentiment. You will share that sentiment.
2: hmm and I love the, yeah. uh, and even just the, uh, the the exchange of like, well, I wanted to know how the telephone works, uh, Laverne. Don't you ever want to know how it works? All right, then how does it work? I don't know. I'm not an electrician. You know, I mean, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah. but the interesting thing that Laverne does is she mentions that Shirley and Carmine don't have that I love you love, which is interesting to observe when you see that, yeah, they've both gone out on the limb for each other, even just this early in the se- in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, they develop that kind of "I love you" love. It happens, you know, like right around three or four. Uh, it really continues being a theme right through like six or seven. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how Laverne just looks at the two of them and just sees her, just you know, basically using Carmine as a placeholder whenever she gets too ambitious with guys well she can't because carmine's there and she directly says this in the episode
0: mm,
1: mm. that was interesting but this is also the introduction of uh, carmine's dance career and that's mm-hmm. the opposite side of his whole boxing career which starts to uh, fade out he becomes a former golden gloves champion after a while and he focuses more and more and more on uh, teaching dance and focusing on dancing and singing and trying to make it in theater. Uh, what do you think about this duality in his character?
2: I appreciate it. It definitely made him a little less of a cliche, which yeah. i I liked um and it's kind of cool because they introduced him in the previous episode as having you know a pretty you know solid dancing uh, physicality yeah. and this is yeah. like okay, so this is part of who he is. And it's, I like that about the character. It's one of those, like, I wish under better circumstances we could have found this out. But yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. But I, I, but it's, it's cool. I, I, guess also what I appreciate about it is that it is very much, I will say, of the 70s because there were so many, like, you know, movies with male dancers and dance studios yeah. run by male characters. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're a couple yeah. of, I think we want to say, this was 75, right? When this, uh, yeah. Okay, so this is no,
1: no, this is seventy six. Seventy six. Okay. So seventy six. So
2: we're getting right at the cusp of Saturday Night Fever blowing up, yeah. And you know, we're getting yeah. like I think we're a couple years out from that, and then and then that you know basically pushing so much of that forward. Yeah.
1: But that yeah. being said, and I mean, Greece and urban cowboy, and then you uh, kind of fall into this nader hole with uh, staying alive and right. perfect, perfect and, aerobics, but same difference anyway.
2: Yeah, but I mean, that being said, I mean you're still in the middle of. Um, the Bob Fosse era, you know, cause, yes. um, cause, yes. uh, was all that jazz. It was a couple of years before, a few years before this, right. The, the Roy Scheider one.
1: I think, I think, yeah. It won all the Oscars and it was amazing. See the movie, yeah. the, movie the movie depressing as hell. See the movie anyway.
2: Yeah. That's what um, I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I heard it recently played in on one of those fathom events and people said like, you know, there was a bunch of people in the audience that they saw it with who had never seen it. And like the ending happens and like pin drop silence. It was, oh, uh, yeah.
1: For that ending, there should be pin drop silence. Is all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil it, but oh yeah, because yeah. what you see and what you know what happens is like, and then you know what happened to Fossey. Oh
2: you know, boy!
1: Wow. In the end, because Fossey's basically predicting his own death in a way, and then just a little bit later, you know, he passed on. Wow. So That's the story. That is was the story.
2: but um, But yes yeah um yeah i mean i liked i like the element of carmine getting to do that because i mean as 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 i mentioned in the past just i i get frustrated with him being a cliche and that kind of added something kind of different that he's a he's not just you know italian tough guy um which i mean admittedly he'll not to get too ahead of ourselves but i know that's coming back very soon you know where is the muscle um yes but yeah that was cool um
1: girl's powered muscle in a way
2: yeah yeah
1: he even directly says in this episode if you ever need me for anything if you ever need a friend just call old carmine and he does that hey, you know still, you just
2: you know you, you just you know you come to me a little bit you just trying to make sure that i'll take care of you and and we're, we're good okay
1: all i gotta say kids is that carmine knows how to get you an abortion this is basically hinted in canon. Whoa! Okay. It's hinted in
2: canon. It's oh God! Canon. Wow! All right. Yeah. Okay. It's That's coming. about as disturbing as realizing what Peter was talking about in Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Because yeah. when I first, <laughs> because because let me just put it this way: I saw Dawn of the Dead when I was young enough to not understand what Peter was saying when he says "not too late," and I know how.
0: <laughs> oh, boop, boop, boop.
2: Again, come for yeah. the come for the Laverne yeah. and surely Stay for the references to George Romero zombie movies.
1: If you stay long enough, we'll somehow rock it back into Sam Raimi, all Sam Raimi, all the time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, anyways, uh, yeah. The the moving forward though. um, Yes. The Jeep.
1: Yeah, the Jeep is so great. Such a great idea from Laverne. Such a uh, an inventive way to try to get men to come to the apartment without uh, putting them in danger. Right. As Allah, Allah once upon a rumor, where you get all these perverts jumping at you of course you do get Lenny and Squiggy jumping at you but hey <laughs> yeah
2: well and with that being it's said they're fragrance. jumping at, they're jumping at the chance of a jeep and I mean that's what I love is yes. how like they even when they're trying to explain that there is no jeep they just will not take no for an answer it's like all yeah. right $200. 250, $200. And, and that's my yeah. final offer. And it's like, no, 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 so, You know, it's like, no, no, 250. You know, it's like, it just keeps going, yeah. you know, and they're, they, they actually like this auction. Like they're just, ah, oh, you're playing hard to get, which is, yeah, I, I love that. That's like so much of way of their character of dealing with just dealing with people in some respects. Yeah. Cause they're, yeah. they're like, yeah. love, love us. We'll give you things. And it's like, you have, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, guys, you're lovable to us as viewers, but in real life, you have nothing really to give to us.
0: <laughs> no.
1: That's what the uh, girls say directly. Laverne says directly, I know they're not $200, so it doesn't matter.
2: Right. And, yeah, I love that punchline.
1: Um, I love the boys bringing them flowers. Even and though I they're lo- clearly flowers just ripped right out of the concrete. So right. Of somewhere. Somewhere. Some kind of concrete. Some kind of, some kind of street corner window box. that just yanked that right out. Lenny holding his one, one little pathetic tulip. And mm-hmm. what looks like a rose and some babies breath And mm-hmm. weeds. Lots of weeds.
2: Lots of weeds. And I, I, that, I love that.
1: I just love this isn't the first time that they bring the girls flowers mm. and they bring the girls flowers in various different ways mm-hmm. well, it happens at least one more time especially between La- Laverne and Lenny mm. and' we're just it's really funny and cute when we get there but um, yeah it's just the idea that they um, they decided to do this this will butter them up this will give us a good deal
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's <laughs> so, it's great and, I mean this and the the um... I'm trying to remember if the first guy that drops by also has flowers as well.
1: I can't remember. I don't remember if he did. I cannot huh. recall. Yeah. I cannot recall. But I bet you, I bet you he did. I bet you yeah. He did.
2: Yeah. Cause that's right. Cause there's, cause they, if they know they're supposed to ask for a woman at the door, then they're going to be already. Tra- it's like, well, I want the Jeep and which by the way, that's still yeah. my favorite from that whole gag. I do think my favorite line of that, is you know that a jeep is the way to get men, st- single men, to come to your apartment, which is like a great way of saying it. It's like only single men get jeeps because they want to you know pick up chicks basically. Yeah. So they you know because yeah. especially because they're they're a certain degree of desperate. They're,
1: yeah. They want to look cool. Exactly. Look cool.
2: Which I mean, God, yeah. I mean, it, in, in when I was growing up, as, especially as a teenager, like every time I saw a jeep, it always was some dude, and it was just some dude that like clearly was like single, it was like. Don't so act like you're not impressed.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's kind of uh that joke. Let me see the K, the extension of my manhood car. Yes, and that's kind, the kind of, extension of my manhood car. The yes, the extension of my manhood car. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, was that? That's bad? exactly
1: what I think of it. That that just continued going on during the ages. You know, as time has gone on, it's become Humvees. It's become SUVs. So.
0: mm-hmm so yeah, late-
1: that, 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 you want to kind of understand Laverne's way of thinking here. You really yeah. think about it.
2: I have an anecdotal story about that, but I, it's one of those, it's, <laughs> it's a funny story. Okay. I'll, I'll put this, I'll say this and we'll, we can cut it if if necessary. I was talking about okay. this whole, like, you know, about cars and about how men, you know, their they're, they're insec- insecurities, right? Yeah. So I was at the Hollywood theater seeing a movie in Portland. Yeah, of course, we're going to name check that. Hollywood theater is amazing. Um yeah. And we come in out and I'm trying to have a conversation with the friend I had gone to see the movie with. And suddenly this car with like this speedy sports car with no muffler just goes, you know, off, you know, to the the side. And in response, I just had to just shout at the top of my lungs as he's leaving. It's like, we get it. Your penis is small.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, that's a good one. That's what uh. I think or say whenever I see that kind of. My favorite <laughs> now. Um, I live within the neighborhood of a high school, so um, whenever we hear these kids coming by with their loud radios, it's like, yeah, we get it, we know. Yeah, come on, kids, you don't have to blast us in the next the next stratosphere just so right. you can prove you have the nicest car in the neighborhood. It's that kind of theme.
2: Mm-hmm, it's that mm-hmm. kind of theme. Yeah. It just yeah oh god that just makes you think of all those scenes in Fast and Furious of everyone showing off their sweet decked out rides yeah uh, but that's another discussion for another time um,
1: uh that that got pushed back that movie didn't that get that pushed back
2: yes it or did yes I yes so. it did um
1: but,
0: yeah there was a one the a wonderful yeah oh, Got
2: but anyway uh, yes but yeah back on track though the the yeah. the the Jeep gag is, is hilarious and it's, it's funny to see, I guess one of the things I do appreciate about this episode is that you could see this sort of escalation of desperation of how yeah. like, you know, it's getting to the point she's like, she's probably not really coming into work. She's trying to get time off. I mean, she's just in such yeah. a slump, you know, she's in her, you know, yeah. in her, her, her robe or her nightgown or what, or what have you basically, you know, just constantly. It's yeah. like, oh God. Um, and, and that's actually, by the way, I want to say one thing in both, um, Shirley and Cindy Williams' uh, favor, as well as the hair, makeup, and um, uh, costume department. Shirley looks really cute as Frumpy. She looks yeah. just absolutely adorable.
1: Yeah. I've already previously told you this, but probably my favorite Shirley look is ironically when she's done up in drag dressed as Squiggy. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't yeah, know you...
1: why she is hot like that, but she is hot like that. I'm just going to say that right now. She looks great in that outfit, and I don't know why.
2: I mean, you showed me the picture and that was, that was pretty yeah. all right. I mean, that's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's no more Lena Dietrich in a suit, but not uh, any, yeah. that's a, that's a hard one to find. I think Kristen Stewart's yeah. like one of the only ones that can pull that off.
1: Yeah. Um, oh yeah.
2: But anyway, uh, but yeah, yeah, so the, um, God, I feel like there was one more thing I'm, about the, the Jeep, the Jeep gag. I was going to mention. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Yeah,
1: the, I had I had a thing I was going to say. The interesting thing about this episode is the way it compares how Laverne acts when she's in love and how Shirley acts when she's in love. Laverne hmm. apparently once fell in love with a guy who wrote I love you, Laverne, all over so sister's face.
2: Oh, God, that's right. Yes, this bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which, by the way, is the kind of thing multiple versions of her boyfriends that she dates throughout the show would do. <laughs> so, you can picture multiple, any number of them doing this to their sister, and it's like and then you wonder, you look at, you look around, you wonder why she rejects certain guys when she's this is the kind of guy she goes for. But yeah, you, you compare, um, the way she reacts to loneliness, like she did strip solitaire. Right. Oh great. God. I,
2: yeah. That's that's one of my favorite lines from this this episode. Um,
1: yeah.
2: Not to mention, wow, that would probably be very popular as a request on OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i'm
2: trying to think of how the rules would work but oh anyway that's for a different podcast that's for night after night after dark
1: (laughs) yeah that that, well we'll get there too like i told you before tell your mother to cover her eyes when we watch playing the roxy that gets real adult that gets real adult real fast is all i'm gonna say oh boy but yeah you, you can you can you compare Shirley kind of goes into zombie mode. She starts start ripping, starts ripping things apart. She starts taking things apart to try to figure out how they work. She's trying to occupy her mind, but she can't occupy her mind with what's normal to her to occupy her mind with. And Laverne meanwhile is just like you know isolates. When we see that that happens when she's miserable and other points in canon, she just like isolates and curls up into a ball. And mm-hmm. Shirley's not quite isolates. She's kind of isolating in a room. But not Mm-mm. quite, because she's also like you know out with Laverne, taking apart things, doing this, doing that. But the the, the difference between them there is very, 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 very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I that was neat.
2: It's also, I think, shows how Shirley. I think Shirley's insecurity also has to do, I think, a bit with. Um, I guess Laverne is more upfront about how, or in the sen- or in the sense that she's easier to read. In that she says, "I don't care what anybody thinks," but obviously yeah. she really does. That's a lie.
0: Yeah. Shirley,
2: yeah. on the yeah. other hand, is d- d- kind of less honest in the sense that she's, you know, it's like, "Oh, no, it doesn't matter to me." But the the low that she hits is is so much lower, and I think that she she really really values a certain sense of validation. And um,
0: yeah.
2: And I just remembered, yeah we do get to find out a bit more of why that is. Um, But it's like, she feels, but I guess, yeah, it's like, she feels as if when something, especially something so pivotal to kind of the, uh, you know, one of this, this cornerstone of her life is, is, is removed. Um, She's trying to reestablish her equilibrium and having a devil of a time doing so. And that, that's a particular sorrow. That's very deep. And, and again, it's one of those, you know, I have to admit I I I can relate. I've had a couple of bad breakups where um it was a bit like that where yeah. it was like everything had to be figured out and
1: Yeah, so the difference between the girls in that respect is simple. Laverne has like bad bad self-esteem. She has a dream. I I, I don't want to reveal too much about like season 3. She has this dream where uh yeah, you know, she uh, she has a nightmare that nobody will ever, 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 ever marry her or fall in love with her. And she mm-hmm. dreams she's a senior citizen and still a virgin. And she's gained a lot of weight. And, um, in that dream, uh, Lenny and Squiggy come back into the girls' lives. Lenny finds her attractive no matter what. And he proposes marriage to her. And, uh, Shirley wants nothing to do with Squiggy, but, um, yeah, Squiggy basically proposes repos- basically to her not to be alone because uh, he has melancholia and Lenny can't leave him by himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the dream goes on, as the dream goes on, uh, it's interesting how her mind processes it. It's kind of like, how can anyone like me? I don't like myself. If I become fat, I will hate myself. And it's like, you know, it's really deep and in a way for this like little silly sitcom where people fly up into Murphy beds.
0: Yeah. Know, mm. so.
1: But yeah, that's, that's her like psychological depth. And then Shirley is, like you said, controlled. Very controlled, trying to, you know, like, you know, mother hen her way through life. She's the, the one everybody looks to because she's a, both a dreamer with her head in the clouds, but she's got all those practical tools that's going to get her there. And everybody mm-hmm. needs her because she's the only one who knows how to do practical stuff, in a way, a lot of ways. So, yeah, that's that, that's the dichotomy between them. That's
0: mm-hmm. something yeah. that I've noticed. Yeah,
2: it's it's, it's a really good – I think it's a really good observation, though. I, I, as you're explaining all this, I mean, I definitely see it. I mean, we're only – I mean gosh, we're only about nine episodes through in our our uh you know recaps here, but i mean i, I absolutely agree i see it there's a this it's a it's a clear definition, and I find one of the pleasures of the show is actually trying to see or uh, trying to understand and then also finding occasions where those are strangely almost compatible if not like similar uh yeah insecurities and and fears,
1: yeah yeah. As this goes on, as the show goes on, uh, the girls will both tame these fears and will get their dr- get their dreams will come true, as the theme song says. But in different ways. Laverne really doesn't get to have her dream come true because we don't have an actual series ending.
0: Mm. <laughs> Sadly enough
1: to say. But uh, Shirley kind of gets her dream and kind of gets to, you know grow beyond her limits when it comes to what the Carmine stuff and the way she limits herself and boxes herself doesn't let her, let herself go forward either to commit to Carmine or to commit to uh, some hot doctor do. You know, it's so eventually we get there. So it's interesting mm. the way it's the way we do get progress and the way progress does arrive.
2: That's good. That is good. So I guess does that uh does that guide us into the uh the double date itself?
1: Yes, it does. Yeah. There's a bunch of really cool things to mention in the scene. Go ahead, go for it.
2: So first thing, and this is what struck me immediately, is I hear a familiar voice as you know, Laverne's already talked about having started seeing this bus driver. Yeah. And uh I love I love that it's like it's he stands behind the wheel, it does he was doing this when I first laid eyes on him as she makes it driving. <laughs> You know, uh, a pantomime. Um, yeah, it's Robert Hayes from Airplane. Yes, yeah, it, indeed. It's Ted Striker, and I remember mentioning this right away mm-hmm. when we were watching this together. Yeah. And um,
0: yeah.
2: and so part of me was thinking immediately, is like, oh god, he's a bus driver. Like, wow, I guess he he really couldn't take landing another you know out of control plane <laughs> yet again. Um,
0: uh, so
2: I mean, he had to do it twice. He had to do it on a plane and then yeah. on a spaceship guy yep. anyway um but yeah that was airplane great too
1: underrated underrated as heck
2: oh yeah definitely there's there's some wonderful ge- people call it like one of the worst sequels ever and, and there's, there's some gems in airplane too i, mm. I, I yeah it's the, yeah. the whole uh the the door opening gag is fantastic yeah but the thing i wanted to yeah. say about robert hayes is i love how different his character is from the one in airplane here it's a completely yeah. it, it's so like because in Airplane, everybody's so, you know, like, flat. You know, that's the gag, because yeah. everyone's playing it straight. And yeah. here, I love how, like, he hunches his shoulders, and, you know, the fac- yes. this facial expressions in this are yeah. amazing. Um, yeah.
1: There's kind of a level of goofiness in his, prefer- in his travel, yeah. which is really enjoyable.
2: And how he responds to a uh, moose michael mcmanus's uh character yeah. the guy the the and you know especially when he has to reveal that like yeah see moose and i have an understanding see i get him dates and he doesn't beat me up and yeah <laughs> and that works great um by the way while i was looking up the the cast for this ep for this scene because i wanted to see if uh yeah. the folks behind the scene some of the car- uh, character actors in this yeah you know, the day players and and such et cetera, et cetera uh were in anything else yeah so the michael mcmanus playing moose Played another character, also named Moose, on a different show. Which I wonder, like, oh. was that was that like a thing, or was that like in his contract? He had to be called Moose.
1: Where um, <laughs> are the mooses? Yeah, where <laughs> are the moose?
2: But yeah, he was in. um, It was an episode of Gemini Man, which uh, for all our Mystery Science oh. Theater uh, three thousand fans at home, uh, that was uh, what Friday with Death was made out of. Was the series Gemini Man?
1: Oh.
2: Um, but anywho. Uh, Things yeah. I didn't
1: know. Things I didn't know.
2: Yeah. The the fun thing also to look up with these with is with you know, and I'll I'll get past the actor stuff in just a yeah. second, because yeah, yeah. no, it's the last one. this is good. The um so the actress who plays girl number one, the redhead, um that shows up and starts helps to start the the, the girls' side of the brawl. Yes. She's in Savage Streets. Well, and is I had
1: no idea that that's Carolina White, isn't it?
2: That is indeed.
1: The lovely Kara Ida White, who returns and becomes a regular in the series as Big Rosie Greenbaum in season two. I was just going to mention her.
2: Awesome. And, uh, she is she-
1: amazing and one of the best things this show will have to offer in this mid-stretch.
2: Very nice. I'm glad to hear that because I loved her in this, and uh, I've also liked another so stuff good. that she's been in. She's also was a she's been kind of a day player in other pictures. I mean, I the only place I mostly know her from is she plays one of the comps in Falling Down during the. Uh, I think she's one of the comps that comes to the Whammy Burger um, huh. after that incident. I'm. I'm a, I i did not know. Yeah, but it's that was a cool I didn't one.
0: Know that. Yeah.
2: But anyway yeah so this is cool that you you know so bringing up these actors is kind of key because you know you want to pay attention to these faces because when you get to the scene this is like fantastic physical facial timing comedy this is one of the best comedic sequences in my opinion through the entire season so far
0: yeah
1: yeah it really really works it works on multiple levels and just builds and builds and builds the crescendo where, until Laverne gets to that immortal line, touch touch my L, sweetie, and your teeth go to Peoria.
2: I <laughs> love that so much.
1: I <laughs> that's pure Laverne, pure Laverne, pure Laverne. Mm-hmm. And, and it culminates in an off-screen brawl that we don't get to see, but uh, the girls get to walk in afterwards, and they're proud of themselves. And that definitely reminded me of their Happy Days characterization, where they would just beat the hell out of each other in the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. And uh, over over petty stuff, and they were really toughies and they could kick butt at the moment's notice mm-hmm. that that definitely was them. There is a great yep. blooper from that scene by the way uh, where the uh, girls uh, the, the two, Penny and Cindy did not want to see each other made up post brawl until they got to the set. so the reactions could be fresher. They mm. took one look at each other and burst into laughter and couldn't stop laughing.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That's great.
1: That bloopers out there somewhere. I will try to look that up to hook us, hook up our fans, so to speak, and uh, put it out there. But yeah, that is a really good blooper. That's what I think of the most when I think of this particular episode. The two of them just looking at each other, and cracking up. Oh, that's great. I think that was a that was a Dick Clark uh, blooper. Regular, regular Dick Clark. One of his uh, his highlighted bloopers during the series in the eighties.
2: Yeah. I, I can totally understand why because i mean that's that's yeah. that's a wonderful bit of absurdism of you know they're supposed to be you know beat the hell and instead of you know responding oh my god what happened to you they burst up laughing like even just that yeah. concept alone is is funny enough
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's great it's great it's a great blooper it's a great scene great little tag and ending to everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in the end you know carmine kind of managed to get some kind of some kind of friendship going you know they're all connected in friendliness, and then the, we move on. As we move on, though, in the series, even by the end of the season, you're like, uh, they're just friends, or they're still dating, still always there." So yeah. it's, uh,
2: uh, it's uh, you know it's okay. This is uh, this is kind of dark, but like I can see that the only reason Carmine wouldn't cheat on his girlfriend to sleep with Shirley is just simply because he knows that Shirley won't do it with him.
1: Shirley will not do it with anybody. There is right. a full-on, the full-on great gag in Lenny's Crush. I can't wait till we get to Lenny's Crush. Where um, Squiggy thinks that Lenny slept with Shirley.
0: Because oh, Shirley no. just
1: happens to be in her slip, holding a blanket up. When he comes in looking for Lenny, because uh, he thought he was swept to the sewage treatment plant and got chemically treated. Um, he uh, looks her up and down, and he goes to Lenny. I hope we had a good time. I could never get her clothes off.
0: And, <laughs> oh, god.
1: and then she's just horrified. Lenny's like, no, no, no way. And she and she's just like horrified. She goes, No man has ever had a good time with me.
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god, line. that line.
2: Oh man, that's a that's a gem of a line. Oh boy.
1: Shout out to Judy Pioli for continuously r- breaking my heart with that episode.
2: <laughs> Gosh. Oh. Uh, so anyway, the, um, the other thing also, I guess I just wanted to, to, to also point out at the end of this episode is,
0: yeah.
2: you know, as, as, much as I give Carmine as a character a lot of crap, Eddie Mecca as an actor really nails some of the beats in this scene and this in the ending and throughout this episode. Well, yeah. kudos to Eddie Mecca, you know,
0: yeah,
2: sorry about yeah. the chin. Um, <laughs> But oh, the, it's
1: gonna be a running joke, isn't it
0: uh, I'll,
2: <laughs> i ain't I ain't exactly know I ain't know Kurt Russell myself when it comes to chin, so i'm not I'm not gonna i'm not gonna work i'm I'm not gonna do that
1: now all of us can be Bruce Campbell that's what we wanna be. <laughs> be Bruce Campbell.
2: But, uh, Do you want
1: to live on a 40 million acre lavender farm anyway? Hey, as,
2: as long as we're not the redesigned Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 7. Ha! I knew this one <laughs> session I was going to re- reference something Resident Evil related. But yeah. Uh, um,
0: okay. <laughs> but Anyway,
2: back on track. Okay. He, uh, but Eddie was good. Eddie was very good in that yeah, scene. He's
1: really, he's really, really good. He's got some really nice moments throughout the series. He doesn't get like, a really, really good showcase episode. He gets a lot like in season 8. He has a lot in season six and seven because that's when, uh, Penny and Cindy were at their height of their feud. And, uh, they didn't want to be on the set, you know, and they were fighting and blah, 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 yada, 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 this fight, blah, blah, blah. So let's focus on the boys. So mm. he got a lot of, a lot of episodes during that era. Uh, but whenever he's given something, he can really pull good things out of it. He got he has his first, first really, I guess, centered episode in, in uh, season five. Hmm. Uh, which is a dance about him trying to get a dance studio, and he does a whole dance uh, routine based on Gene Kelly, who was his idol, based on the work of Gene Kelly, mm. and it's really good. And he manages to emote a lot with his dancing, but he, even cool. as just just when he's sitting still, he does know how to kind of project Carmine's cocky confidence and also give him the soft points, the softness, mm. yeah, that uh, really works that really works with the character.
2: Yeah. And, and one of the things I also have to say also is um, like, even like just the subtlety with which he then says, you know, Shirley asks him just, can he still call me angel face? And, yeah. you know, and he does. And like that yeah. little delivery is really nice. And also reminds me of the other thing is that Carmine, my man, my boy, buddy, guy, listen, listen, you leave one girl, Things you called that girl, the things you did with that girl, you leave those behind. You don't do yep. that with the next one. You don't do that.
1: Oy.
0: God,
1: I don't believe that. I completely forgot until I rewatched this that he called Rhonda Angel Face, which is like a uh, a real major violation of the relationship.
2: Yeah, that's like, that's uh, it's it's sort of like the unspoken code. It's like you're not supposed to. It's like we're we all sort of know this. Like, what the hell, man?
1: What's going yeah. on? Yeah. It's like a, it's like he's inserting a tab into a slot instead of uh, treating them like individual women. Mm. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It is gross.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, God. Carmine.
2: OK. OK. okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. this is. Uh, so what do you what do you rate this episode?
1: Uh, just for the brawling and the pool scene alone. Just for that alone. that is, this is um, about a six for me. Right around a six for me. Uh, the whole brawl part and the iconic lines require, uh, make it required viewing just mm-hmm. so you get that gestalt of who the girls are, what they're like when they're in love. So it's about a six. About a six really? Three. What do you think?
2: On a yeah, on scale one to 10, I'd put this at a pretty solid seven, to be honest. A lot of it is just it's the pool scene. This I think the type of comedy and that banter, I think, really worked for me. I, and especially the the aspect where I remember noting when we were watching this together and I said, like, oh, my God, this show just got interrupted by a John Waters movie, you know, was uh, <laughs> like that aspect, you know, like that really sold me on a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'd give this a really solid seven. But yeah, I mean, I, I would give it an eight. But sorry, Car- Carmine yeah. takes a point off of that for me.
1: Oh, come on just ruin it for everybody <laughs> okay.
2: but I uh but, but yeah no i mean I robert Robert hayes is hilarious mcmanus yes. is is pretty funny because i mean i love how mcmanus says moose just like he that swagger is perfect and i love when shirley does a little like punch tap where she like she doesn't even use her fists like head on she just like kind of like yeah. taps her hand against him like
0: you know yeah i yeah. <laughs> how
1: hard she can hit it's canonical that she could punch a guy out well, it was Happy mm-hmm. Days canonical. She literally knocks Richie Cunningham out with a single blow.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> I Day. do remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do remember that.
1: That's Whoa. probably because it was used heavily in Nick and Night Bumpers. for oh, TV right. hits.
2: That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's he Nick at Night.
1: Right in the jaw. Uh,
2: great. Nick at Night puns. Gotta love them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I miss Nick at night though being Nick at night, man, Nick at night, Nick at night is Nick at night. And you could literally watch an entire season of a series from like, uh, mm-hmm. seven at night to like five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Those are the days.
2: Those are good times.
1: Are Especially good with times. the show.
2: I mean, it, it, it depended if it was the show you liked. I mean, like I was a Mary Lee, Tyler yeah. Moore fan. Um, I liked happy days a lot. Yeah. Um, Dick Van Dyke was my favorite of the ones, the older ones that they played.
1: Yeah. Um, it's real good, that's real good show.
2: Yeah. I wasn't a bewitched I dream of genie guy in the sense that this the the pattern of the episodes were just so the same. I love the characters, yeah. I didn't like the scenarios they put them in.
0: Yeah. Um that makes sense.
2: Yeah, because like I always rooted for Jeannie. Jeannie deserved better. She deserved to be free and to be her own person. I wanted her to go, you know, get yeah. an apartment somewhere and a little puppy, you know, and, you know, get a get a job, like get a really cool job, you know, like she's super yeah. smart. She's got magic. She can go work for NASA or something.
1: Oh, <sighs> no, I really want that. I want that to happen to reboot. This <laughs> is for Jeannie and, and Jinjin. Jinjin was the name of the dog, right? I think it was Jinjin. Yes, it was Jinjin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that I remember that. Oh, man. I love there. Wow, those deep primordial memories. I was more of a Monkees fan.
2: That's right. Yeah. I never I never got into the Monkees, but yeah.
1: Oh, my mom was a fan. My mom ran a fan club, so second generation. Second oh, generation, right from the start.
2: Got yeah. it. Got it. Makes a lot she, of
1: sense. Huge. Oh, she was huge in the rock. She had a lot of fan clubs.
2: Nice. Your mom was pretty so, rad.
1: Oh, yeah, she was.
2: She definitely was. But yeah. Okay. Um, But to, I guess to conclude our Laverne and Shirley uh, time with a bit of a slump. um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. I mean, it's, it's, it adds, has a lot of stuff for, I think fans of the show. I definitely agree that it's, it's definitely a required viewing just for, for context, for character development and uh, some very good comedy. It's definitely one of the ones that the physical comedy really works here. Um, Yeah and uh
0: yeah.
2: and it's and it's good for john waters and airplane fans so yeah
1: it's a good it's a good and it's a good mm-hmm. we'll hit far 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 deeper lows during the course of this journey far deeper lows so that's it for this episode i think
2: i think so awesome well, thanks again, everybody for checking in with us on night after night. If uh, you'd like a little bit more, just uh, see about checking out the other episodes of our show and uh, make sure to, uh, if you like what we do uh, to follow us on Twitter or the face of all books, or maybe even give us, give us a little, little support on Patreon. We have some incentives coming up. They're going to be quite a nice. And uh, we're also on the YouTube where you can find these episodes as well as on other platforms. And uh I think, yeah, that's kind of the main place. We're mostly uh, night after night pod, except for on Twitter where it's night after night PC because Twitter doesn't like whole words or big things. It's we can't have nice things is basically what Twitter kind of says, which I think yeah. a lot of us have understood for a while now. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So the next episode, Oh, the next episode. Oh, I just remember which one we're doing next.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yep. Shirley tries to, st- to go out for a uh, beer tasting job at the brewery she gets drunk right at the uh, first attempt and somehow gets hired and we find out why she got hired that's it's in the water
2: indeed it's in the water and yes it's going to it's got to make sure it's just the right proper amount of skunky oh
0: god that was good good.
2: yeah thank you yeah yeah Yeah, Wolfgang yeah
0: Wolfgang Anyway.
1: Oh, shows issue with rape. Ugh, here we go
2: uh, again. Yeah, yeah. So just be warned about that, folks. Anyway, um, well, thanks. Yeah, thanks again for joining us. And, and Lisa, thank you as always for for, for doing this. Thank you as always,
1: to you, Christopher. Thank hmm. you as always.
2: All right, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, until next time, everybody.
0: Bye.